We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Fires downfield to Jamar Chase. He's got it. Wow. Takes it all the way. DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone. Jonathan Taylor. Touchdown. Pass is caught. Touchdown. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Rotoviz Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. This is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And I'm joined, as always, by Sean Siegel, my co host here on Rotoviz Overtime. Sean, we are into part two of our draft over at theunderdog.com. We are doing the big board Superflex draft. It is $10 entry fee. There's $300,000 in prizes, and that top prize is $50,000. So we are on the chase for the big prize money again this year. We finished up in second place in the FFPC Best Ball Tournament last year, so we're looking to go one better come first in this year's tournament. So looking forward to drafting in this one. Uh, the one note about this, there is 34,000 spots available. It is about 31,500 filled at this point. So, um, you know, I think there's still time to get in, but these are filling up pretty quick. If you are playing over at Underdog, you can use the code RotoViz while signing up. That will get you a sign up bonus, which will be matched 100% up until $100. So, if you put in $50, you get $50 in credit. If you put in $100, you get $100 in credit, and so on. That code again is RotoViz over at Underdog.com. But, Sean, we are running through this draft. It is rapid fire. You mentioned that it was going to be fast and a lot of action at the start of episode one when we went through the opening rounds of that draft. We are picking from the fourth spot, and we have quite an interesting team going so far. We have Lamar Jackson, Travis Kelsey, Stefan Diggs. We've loaded up on running backs. We do have Saquon Barkley, Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, and J.K. Dobbins. So this team is going to be very, very interesting to see how we finish out this draft. We mentioned at the start of the last show that we are targeting those rookie quarterbacks, trying to see what we can do. How many rookies are we going to finish up this draft with? I'm excited to see how it plays out. Obviously, the draft happening in a couple of weeks. We're hoping to see some of those values jump around or two rounds after that draft, and that will help us here with this team. But, Sean, so far, I mentioned the players we have. I think it's it's interesting, but it's a 30-second clock. It is rapid fire. It's rapid action. So uh, looking forward to wrapping the rest of this draft out and seeing how we, we progress here. We are. We're still into uh, that question of whether or not we can get our rookie quarterbacks or whether we wait too long and end up basically with no quarterbacks in a super flex draft, in which case we will obviously not win. I'm excited 
about the direction that this is going with getting that strong foundation at running back after getting Kelsey and Diggs to start. I think we're in the perfect situation. We now have this opportunity to build the wide receivers through this next group of picks. We have some young wide receivers we like. Obviously, we tend to hammer the young wide receivers as we move through drafts. And, you know, as Blair Andrews always says, upside is basically the number of rookies that you have on your team. Now, the flip side of that or the caveat, the thing that you have to make sure that you do is get good prices on these rookies. So we don't want to be reaching above ADP. We want to take the guys who fall to us. And that allows us to have value relative to the field as people are drafted currently, but also creates a situation to where if we hit on some of the players and we wouldn't necessarily expect to hit on all of them, but we're structuring the draft in such a way that if we hit on some of the key guys and they make a big jump later, then we have more value on this team than that we're drafting against. But again, price discipline is going to be important even as we try to select some fun players. So, Sean, we have our roster stacked up so far. We do have one quarterback so far, so we have to look with a super flex element in mind. Who do we pair with Lamar Jackson? We're pretty looking good at running back with the four running backs we have taken. And then we have stocked up a couple of wide receivers over the last couple of rounds with Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Garrett Wilson joining in with Stefan Diggs, who we took in round three, and then Travis Kelsey, who is our second round pick. So, as we move into round 10, some of the players coming off the board are Christian Kirk, Dawson Knox, Chase Claypool. Brandon Ayuk goes off the board at the 10-5. Then 10-6 is Tyler Lockett. But, Sean, we are two picks away. Where are we looking here? Well, Kareem Hunt just went, and he was someone that I thought would have been interesting. I think that Burks now is the guy. He's the remaining player of those rookie wide receivers. We can attack a different position as we wrap back around and I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who is still lasting to this point and would make an interesting kind of final piece of the puzzle with the running backs that we already have. Yeah, I think um, it's nice to get those rookies in there trying to, to build on that to see how things play out. You mentioned Edwards-Alaire. Hasn't really been our guy um, very often, but obviously as a, a Chiefs fan, we have talked about him quite a bit. And uh, of course everyone knows Sean at this point they they drafted him over Jonathan Taylor uh, but I, I don't know how long it will be until that eventually wears off the other player though Sean I'm, I'm kind of interested in here but I think there's a little bit of ADP to go um, and that is Albert Okue Boonham who is uh, there as well if we wanted to pair somebody up with Travis Kelsey I think getting him at this point could be quite nice there's a couple of other tight ends there in Gasecki and Fairmouth who I think are are very interesting as well but Alberto, I think, is somebody extremely interesting at this point. But Edwards Alaire is there. I think he's somebody at this point, if we hadn't racked up the running back options we have so far, I think I would be leaning into that. But I think I would probably be picking. We've talked about tight ends a couple of times and how it does kind of taper off after this range of tight ends. So, uh, again, willing to, to lean into whatever direction you want to go. But I, I do think he is somebody, especially with Russell Wilson, who's in a good spot here. Yeah, it's tricky because I do think the tight ends will last and we have a shot to get some fun ones late, which might make sense with Travis Kelsey sort of already in there. The flip side of that, though, we talk about drafting front to back and back to front, is that at some point we are going to have to take these quarterbacks probably the next wraparound. And so we might have to wait again. I think the tight end in this particular format is deep enough 
that it probably makes sense to wait on that position and you know with Kelsey in mind and try and make sure that we get the the running backs here, especially with the situation that we have where we've taken a lot of risk. And Edwards Allaire, another back who you can't necessarily count on with what he has done over the past several seasons, but the upside is gigantic. They've talked about passing to him more in 2022 to help balance out the loss of Tyree Hill. It'll be interesting to see if, if that does pan out in that fashion. Now, one of the things that has been interesting both in this draft and the FFPC slow draft that I'm doing with Zach is that there's virtually no gap at this point between Edwards Allaire and Ronald Jones. And so uh, we are not necessarily surprised by that. We believe that that probably makes sense. You know, Ronald Jones, especially in this format here, has the chance to be the goal linebacker, even though you know he's not a big back either. He has the chance to be the guy who really does run between the tackles, break those long runs. So we like both of those guys. I think it makes sense to get some exposure to both of them. I don't think they're going to consistently go that close together. And so that's one of the reasons why getting some Edwards Allaire right there makes some sense. Now, I mentioned the tight ends. We've had a huge tight end run since that pick column. You were all over that. Albert O goes off a few picks later than Mike Kosicki, Chris Olave, then back with Rob Gronkowski. So we're now here with Pat Fryermuth as the top guy. But there are other good options. We have Hunter Henry, who had a solid season in Mac Jones debut. We have Robert Tanya, who's been re-signed to go with Aaron Rodgers there, Cole Komet, a potential breakout. And somebody's going to have from you're you're obviously not on the, the Twitter streets, but uh, I don't know if you've seen the pictures. Cole Komet looks uh he looks pretty jacked this year. People are excited on the on the Twitter streets. Well yeah and and I mean it's it's him and Justin Fields for any chance of moving the ball this year for the Chicago Bears. So I'm very excited about that. It doesn't seem like it's really moving his <laughs> ADP a ton. So uh, he can he can lift weights and, and shred all he wants. Uh, his ADP is not going to move as long as the Chicago Bears are in their current state. Yeah, it, feel, it feels like that's the way it's going to be. But sometimes you can, you know, it's interesting what will change people's minds when it comes to, to drafting some of these players. But yeah, I didn't think it would go quite as much as that. But sometimes when you're in that spot where you're you're not picking for those kind of, you know, 24 picks after your pick, a lot can change. So Fairmouth goes off the board. It was interesting too. You did mention uh, Ronald Jones. And of course, we also had the the situation there with we Ostraff and CEH. And uh, they went within two picks. So Ronald Jones going two picks after. So I don't think they'll probably be that close. But yeah, it'll be interesting. I think it's a case about, like I mentioned, with the wide receivers earlier, getting a little bit of diversity between those guys. You know, the likelihood is one of them could have that monster season that, that wins you a lot of money this year. So I think getting some diversification between them is the way to go. Two picks away, Sean. We still have an option here for three of the quarterbacks. Sorry, four of the, the rookie quarterbacks. Um, and then we do have some of these tight ends. The wide receiver options available are the likes of Robert Woods, who's coming back up injury, Kenny Galladay, who had a really down season. Then we have Jacoby Myers and Tim Patrick. Will Fuller's still there, but there's some some of the interesting rookies coming up in that range too, like Sky Moore. But where where's some of the, the preference here as we land on the clock? Well, I like Galladay or starting out the QBs with uh, Matt Corral. It seems like he may be the first of the guys that we're looking at. Desmond Ritter, obviously an interesting choice as well to kind of fluctuate based on the different boards. Let's go ahead and take Galladay. That will 
give us the wide receiver depth to not have to worry there. It allows us to punt that wide receiver decision or the quarterback decision a little bit more. We have a ton of tight ends in our queue. We don't have to worry about them too much right now. Colin, who are you looking at here among these QBs? Pickett, Corral, Ritter, Howell. We like them all. Pickett, obviously the safest he's going to go in the first 20 picks, almost for sure. The other three guys, higher upside. How do you want to play in this draft? Yeah, I think uh, the thing I'm going to laugh at here, Sean, is you said about the tight ends in the queue, and we don't have to really worry about that. But Robert Tonyan, Cole Komet, and uh, Aaron Smith have gone off the board three picks in a row. So that queue got a little bit shorter there. But I, I do think it's a case of the guys that are in that queue, I think, are going to go later as Noah Fant goes off the board. We're on the clock. I think leaning here towards quarterback, I, I do think that Matt Corral is probably the one that I'm going to target the most out of this group at this point of the season. Um, so I would be happy to go with Corral at this point. Uh, after that, then it will be Pickett, Howell, and then Ritter. But your call, I know you're you're interested as well in those those tight ends after it eased up. But when we looked through the, the tight ends, Sean, that were available at that point, it was Noah Fant actually gone off the board prior to our pick so we were down to Hunter Henry and Everett in the queue that's two quite substantial runs on tight ends that we have seen the big difference to this versus the likes of the FFPC drafts that we do is the fact that it's not tight end premium and also uh, the option you know the, the likelihood of playing the tight end and the flex is, is not the same so when we're moving forward we have spent that high draft capital in the second round on travis kelsey so this team's really going to ride with that so we'll see how it plays out but i do think part of the the strategy of waiting this late to, to go with those rookie quarterbacks i think it's obviously key to, to get some of them we're looking at the players and super flex that we're trying to target some of these tight ends are, are not going to have the upside off of the, the quarterbacks we're targeting in this strategy so how are you feeling though sean as those uh tight ends have have dried up reasonably uh, quite a bit at this point. They have. I really like Gerald Everett for this season. I think he has a chance to absolutely explode with Justin Herbert. Now, we have to keep in mind that there were going to be similar things said about his original situation with the Los Angeles Rams and that very good offense there. Obviously, he didn't have Matthew Stafford, so a little bit of apples and oranges, but then he goes and he plays with Russell Wilson, has a few solid games, definitely you know, piques everybody's interest again, but now goes and has this chance with the Chargers. The upside there is just through the roof. And so I would love to get him. We do have Pickett off the board and the QBs are getting very, very limited. And so that probably the direction that we want to go again here, Sam Darnold, <laughs> the other player who is still available. So we've left it to the end. We'll see if at least one of our two guys makes it to this next spot. Colin, it's going to be a, a tough wait through the next seven picks. Yeah, and interesting for you, there's there's two of our guys here and, and Ritter and Howell, and then the other player that's in the mix is, is Everett. So I think we want to really get two of those guys through these next uh two of those three through these next couple of picks here as they come up we are two picks away so there is a, a chance that we're gonna have an option for that the other players in the queue are george pickens and the other one was sky Moore, who just went off the board so we're one pick away we have our two quarterbacks we have our tight end we're definitely going to get one of those guys it feels here sean like we we need we probably should go in and get the the quarterback at this point but what's the option of, t of taking Everett, who you mentioned that you do like for the season over one of the QBs and hoping that one of them then roll back to us in the, the next round. Well, Ritter does make it, and I don't think that we can risk him going through. Howell, I think, is much more likely to drop a decent amount. So let's go ahead 
and take Ritter. Now we can see if ever it comes back through. I'd be willing to take Howell as well and just completely punt at the tight end position, see how it does develop. If we look at tight ends exclusively, there is a big drop off after Everett is gone. We have Evan Ingram, we have Hayden Hurst. After that, it gets pretty bleak pretty quickly. Someone like Brevin Jordan would be interesting. Trey McBride, the rookie. That was one I was going to mention, yeah. Yeah, especially after he uh, just it's such a good overall profile, likely be drafted early and then has the fantastic pro day. We know that the rookie tight ends are a little bit tricky to count on in fantasy, but last season having a lot of Friar Muth late in best ball was very, very effective. I think that there's a potential for that to also play out here. We lose Pickens. He's probably the one that if we were going to lose one of our guys, we would be more okay with. Howell and Everett still there. Three picks before we get another shot. Yeah, and the other tight end, sorry, when I, you, you were talking about Trey McBride, the one that I was referencing was Brevin Jordan, who I think could be could be interesting. And, and the Texans at this point have, have really nobody there, but I think he showed enough in his rookie season that I think there's there's a nice bit of potential there from him. Hey, Rotoviz fans, this is Dave Cabin from the Rotoviz Fantasy Football Podcast, taking a minute to let you know that as a loyal Rotoviz listener, you can get 10% off a one year subscription when you use the promo code RVRADIO2022 at checkout. It gives you full access to all of our content and tools. And again, that's RVRADIO2022 at checkout for 10% off a one year Rotoviz subscription. Enjoy the podcast. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We are two picks away. We're holding our breath uh, as Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars goes off the board so one or sorry two more picks to go i was getting my hopes up there i thought there was one pick to go um interesting that the team that's picking now has two quarterbacks so far they may dip their toes into that rookie quarterback pool here and, and snipe us sean as we get ready so we'll see as they have eight seconds left they go with uh davis of the new york jets wide receiver 
uh, Corey Davis, and, and we'll see now as things go. The, the person drafting now three quarterbacks for them at this point, so we're hoping that they might let this one slide through. Sam Howell, Sean, I think even if uh, Everett is there, probably has to be the, the main pick there, or are we, are we sliding in too tight end if it, if it does last through? We'll make this pick of Howell, and then we'll see if McBride comes back around. If he doesn't, I think we'll be a little bit disappointed. But, I mean, we're not going to win if Travis Kelsey doesn't have a good season. And so there's less of a need, I think, to hit that other tight end position, whereas our entire strategy revolved around hitting these rookie QBs and having the group of three to see who comes out of that. And especially as we kind of go down the stretch of the season, if those three guys are playing with Lamar Jackson, you have huge upside there. We're very strong at running back, good at wide receiver, have the top tight end. That entire build, I think, is fantastic and fun in terms of tournaments. Both of those things, you know, we're going to put some emphasis on. We want to have a good time with this and then give ourselves the upside to win the whole thing. So, Colin, I really like the way this has gone. We are now finishing up round 15. We will have five selections left. We need to use some of these guys to strengthen out that tight end spot, but also filling out at the rest of the positions. Kenny Gainwell, an interesting running back. Jarvis Landry, not having signed, is still sitting out there. James Washington, an interesting player, at least until the Cowboys fill up the rest of their passing offense. Robbie Anderson sticking around if you do want that Panthers wide receiver late. Julio Jones, not currently on a team, still out there. Who do you see here? Louis Cushenal. We can't, we can't <laughs> trade. Oh, look who's there, Sean. Look who's there. It's KJ Hamler. Um, so we have to look, and Sammy Watkins is still sliding about there, so we may dot him into the queue as well. But um, when we look through it, I think it's going to be an interesting last five rounds to wrap things up. The one thing I will say is, um, this is uh, one of the first underdog drafts that we have done. Well, there's the first one we've done together. I've done a, a couple of them, but this is uh, a lot of fun. It's, it's you know, 30-second clock. It's really rapid fire. I often joke after we do these shows that getting a pick kind of between spot four and nine is the sweet spot for when you're trying to draft and record a podcast at the same time. So getting the fourth spot here was a lot of fun, but really quick uh, and, and flying through it, really enjoying it. Sean, show us the draft board as I give the listeners a quick rundown so we can decide as to what way we need to fix up here for our roster as we finish things up. So we have Lamar Jackson at this point. We have Matt Corral, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell. So we have the three of those kind of top five rookie quarterbacks we have saquon barkley Aaron jones we've clyde edwards lair uh, travis Etienne, jk dobbins and then we have stefan diggs paired up with some of the rookie options then in the wide receiver position with guard wilson trade on burks we have amon ross and brown and kenny galladay and then we have travis kelsey at tight end so let's see how it, it plays out trey mcbride is still there we are on the clock is mcbride the way we go here do we really dive into the all rookie all-star team that's an interesting way. I think that Jarvis Landry still stands out as such a good value, but we do have some other wide receivers we want to pick. So let's go ahead and not risk it. We'll take Trey McBride. We'll probably will regret that. But again, I mean, we're we're fading the players who didn't come through for us in Week 17. So Jarvis Landry has that uh, DJ Moore black mark against him. I was wondering if all had been forgiven to uh, to Jarvis after after he cost us that top spot. 
And he does go one pick after R. So he does not make it back through this six-pick stretch that we would have needed to make. So now, Colin, we're looking at LaVisca Chanel, KJ Hamler, Trey Sermon, an interesting pick that Pete mentioned when he was on the show the other day. Still have Hayden Hurst there with Joe Burrow. Still have Brevin Jordan if we wanted to add another tight end. There are a few of these late rookie running backs in Tyler Algier and Pierre Strong that I really like at this point. Which direction do you want to go here? Yeah, I'm, we're on the clock, obviously 20 seconds to go. The thing with Chenault, obviously I think that last year's situation there was terrible. Um, I think I would still be giving him a little bit of a, a benefit of the doubt to see what he could do this year, particularly the way we've set up this uh, wide receiver room at the moment. The player that I think is a really interesting spot, and you're just taking a risk that he – may not get signed anywhere this year that's julio jones but you may also see him signed with some of the uh better landing spots as we get closer to the nfl season so i do think julio could be interesting but i think based on the options there he is the right pick and that is uh lavisca chenault the other person sean that's a little bit interesting and i know people want to kind of say oh you know he signed with the packers and it's not going to work out and he hasn't done a lot of good stuff but i don't think you can really underestimate getting another opportunity with somebody like the Packers and Aaron Rodgers and, and based on the wide receiver situation that they are in at the moment. So I, I think that like at this point when we're looking at some of the names off players and, you know, I, I do think like, you know, AJ Green starting to go in this range. I think that uh, he's, he's somebody I'm probably not interested in at all, but you know, I think Watkins could, could be in there. I know we like Hamler, but Hamler's coming back off a serious injury. Um, so, and, and there is a lot of competition for targets there in Denver versus what, what Watkins might see in Green Bay. So Watkins does go off the board, but just on that point, Sean, we haven't got to talk about it since that news broke. Is he somebody that's on, on any part of your radar for 2022 now? Well, it was funny that the players that you mentioned together there, because they both signed right before my pick in round 20 of our underdog draft that Michael Dubner put together for the site. And we'll have the final write-up for uh, early this week. Colin, A.J. Green was a solid player last year, and we'll go back to a situation where targets will be available again. Sammy Watkins has been done for a <laughs> long time. That was a frustrating signing for me by the Green Bay Packers because they had showed such restraint with the rest of their players. Now, I realize that he probably is still not even going to make the team, but it just is a weird way to go when you have guys like Julio Jones, which I think would be an interesting player to pick here. And he does go with the 17-11. But Julio Jones still out there. Jarvis Landry out there. Will Fuller out there. It does feel like you're just trolling your fans when you sign Sammy Watkins. I honestly think that, you know, things, stranger things have happened. But I, I do think he's going to be a role player in that offense. And, like, he probably, I, I would hope when the season starts that he might be a wide receiver tree. Um, but the other problem is that then the other wide receivers they have at the moment are um, – you know, Randall Cobb, who I hope is not anywhere near wide receiver one. And then the, the same with Lazard, who I think should be wide receiver two in this offense. So the ideal situation is one of the rookies come in. But you mentioned Julio, and Julio is also, you know, aging. He's not what he once was, but, you know, he, he still has had some some impressive plays over the last two two seasons or so. So, yeah, maybe they are maybe they are trolling a little bit, Sean, but, um, you know, so, some funny things can work out. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But, yeah, he does look like he's been done for quite some time but when you are in the 18th round of of drafts i think sometimes 
you know that that opportunity has to be taken and um, we are now coming up to two picks away from our next selection how should we be tailoring the end of this draft now with the kind of idea to roster construction well, one of the things that's a little bit frustrating is a lot of the guys we were looking at did go. So we lose Brevin Jordan a couple of picks back. We lose KJ Hamler a couple of picks before that. Trey Sermon goes off the board. Uh, Julio Jones goes off the board. So most of the value disappears between our picks in round 17 and 18. Perhaps not a surprise, but a little bit disappointing. There's some rookie running back names I like here in Algier Strong. Uh, Kyron Williams, even despite his workout numbers, why don't we go with one of these guys, Colin? And I think I would probably lean towards strong here. Yeah, that sounds good. I think again, I think we we may as well we we have leaned in quite heavily, Sean, to the rookies. I think we we can pardon the pun here, but we can lean even stronger into it as we do take uh, strong with that pick. But yeah, I think we're we're just looking to kind of tailor out some of these. But I think we're we're looking to seek upside here rather than. Um, you know just seek that that floor there is some other running backs available in that range like James White like Dante Foreman uh, I thought Foreman was very impressive last year when he was um, filling in for Derek Henry but you know I, I think it's going to be tricky outside of another McCaffrey injury for him to to get a lot of work this year um, with the Cardinals but when we're in a tournament like this Sean you mentioned earlier the the top end prizes but if you're aiming for that, you know, top ten finish, top five finish, you're you're really looking for that upside. You're not you're not looking to just finish middle of the pack. So I think uh, going rookie there is a smart pick. We do have four quarterbacks, six running backs, six wide receivers, two tight ends. One of them being Travis Kelsey, the other being Trey McBride. I think at this point, Sean, we're probably sitting out tight end the rest of the way. Is that what you're thinking? And, and who are we going for here with our nineteenth round pick? Well, Algier comes back and is also interesting and would be a potential flex option late in draft. So let's go ahead and select him. That way we have sort of two shots at this rookie running back that could really rise. At the tight end position, I do think that having a little bit more protection there might be interesting if Johnny Smith comes back to us. He's somebody who was not involved at all with the Patriots last season, but they've already made a number of moves and some comments to suggest that they weren't happy with the way Josh McDaniels ran that part of the offense after they signed Smith all of that money. Now we know he's one of the most athletic tight ends in the NFL. It's really a question of if he ever comes through as a receiver. That's something he struggled with. Now the expectations in Tennessee with the quality of the passing offense there you know, were not particularly high, but there was some optimism that they, he could be unlocked with New England. That didn't happen at all as he was used almost exclusively as a blocker and as someone for little manufactured touches around the line of scrimmage. In year two with the Patriots, we may see a different approach there. And uh, that part of it, I think, is interesting. David Bell and Jalen Tolbert, the rookie wide receivers who probably will still sneak into the end of day two. James White, a running back, uh, back with the Patriots as a potential Passing down back for them. Again, even in the half PPR, you catch a lot of passes at this juncture of the draft. You score a few touchdowns, and that weekly value can be there for you. Another name or two that I would throw out, Tommy Tremble, someone who, if somehow the Carolina Panthers were to get back around and have a functional offense, I think that he could be 
one of these breakout tight ends in his second season now, a breakout within the context of the scoring still being relatively low. But you look at the overall board here, and Marquez Callaway was the top name. The players to go off in the last three picks, Amari Rogers, Sterling Shepard, Callaway. We're closing in on the end column, so obviously the names are not going to be that exciting, but someone like a Paris Campbell I think would be interesting as the Colts try and rebuild their offense. Alec Pierce, someone, another rookie wide receiver, doesn't have the production that we like to see, but extremely athletic. Someone, again, who probably will go on day two of the reality draft. What names are you seeing here that you'd have some interest in as we go down the stretch and make our 20th round pick? It's always fun when we get to the 20th round. And I think for the listeners, they always are looking to see what names that Sean drops as like potential interest and options at that particular point of the draft. Uh, I was very disappointed with Johnny Smith last season. Um, I thought, like, he, you mentioned he wasn't used well. Uh, he goes off the board. He kind of saves us in that pick. But uh, it really did not work out. And it was very unimpressive. Tremble is somebody who had a little bit of buzz heading into the league and you know has shown flashes but very very little and we've talked about how the quarterback situation there is a concern somebody at this point and i i know in terms of like james white is there kyron williams is there i think Eno benjamin is somebody at this point who could be interesting based on the roster that we have at the moment we had, we do have seven running backs I, I don't know if you have a preference here to go for an eighth running back because of the half point ppr or because of the risk we've taken at wide receiver with the rookies if you want to go for a wide receiver if we're going wide receiver i think i would be leaning towards paris campbell but i, I think you know benjamin because of if the cardinals don't take say a Brees hall and, and sink connor's value i think then uh, benjamin could be in a, a really intriguing spot for this season at that point the other option here too would be the other rookie tight end out of ucla our great friend patrick corain in his recent rookie tight end rankings had him up there with trey mcbride so if we're concerned about the tight end position that would be an option both of the the rookie wide receivers i was interested in did go you know benjamin went as well. <laughs> and so we are on the very dregs here as we make our final selection so I, mean, I think we should either go with Paris Campbell, who is a very unexciting pick, or else we should go with the second rookie tight end to just really, really, really go all out, all rookie. Um, so if you if you want to slide him in, I guess then you're you're getting two darts. That if it doesn't work out for Trey McBride in year one, you still aren't just completely settled with with one option and Travis Kelsey. But I do think Sean, there's going to be some unique teams in these tournaments. And I think obviously being. You don't want to be so unique that it really just doesn't work at all. But uh, this here could be a very interesting team to look at come four weeks' time after the NFL draft to see where this goes through. So just looking down through it, we have three rookie quarterbacks. I think we have two rookie wide receivers, two rookie running backs, and two rookie tight ends. So, uh, yeah, between between everything there, I think we have seven rookies out of the 20 rounds. So very, very rookie heavy. But if you're going to do that, I think now is the – now is the time to try and do that but that is going to wrap us up for the draft we will also do a, a bit of a recap sean as we go through and talk through maybe some of the things i know there was some options earlier in it that we may have changed we may have slotted out but yeah a really fun draft to run through and the big board super flex tournament over at 
underdog.com remember again if you are signing up to underdog.com you can use the code rotoviz to get yourself a hundred dollars sign up bonus match so if you deposit a hundred dollars or anything up to a hundred dollars will be matched you can use that for your underdog drafts all off season uh, if you're like me and sean you want to dive in you probably use it up pretty quick because these drafts are super fun as you'll have heard from me and sean running through this one today but we will be back as we do a brief recap of how we thought it went what we might change what we liked what we didn't like as we wrap up this draft so thanks again for tuning in and until we're back with another episode my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at overtime ireland my co-host is sean siegel and you can check out all of his work up on rotaviz.com and until we're back with the recap have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime on Rotoviz Radio. Please rate and review the Rotoviz Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovizradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotoviz Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotoviz with a discount through the Rotoviz Radio homepage, rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.